other day. The one you liked, Brenner. And the one you liked. Oh, um, do it on the G sharp. G, uh, let's do it on. Let's just do it on G.
told you we, we were here doing like a session with, with the community when we first moved here and started singing a nigun before I started teaching. Someone asked, why, why are you doing that? Like, why, why, why are you singing? So, you know, back then, I wish I could have go back in time and just tell them now, tell them then what I think the Indian is now and it has to do with what we're going to be learning today. You know, when you, when you want to be in the right place, you want everything that, that, that gets in the way to be removed. <laughs> you know, you just... How often is it that we actually have moments in life where it's, it's really like, it's so good. It's, just, it's the way we want it. It's the way we're feeling it. We just want it. We want anything that's not shayach to just to, to, to move away. So, Koyach of a nigun, the nigun has this power that when you... This, when the nigun is the hakdama to whatever the session is, it's like, it moves everything out that's not shayach. And prepare and preps the area, preps the like the setting for like okay now hineni muchanam zuman like you say hineni yalla anipo anipo. So there's one of the malachas of Shabbos is called uh, uh, like lizmor zemer zemira. Right? Zemira means to prune. What's the act of pruning? What is the actual act of pruning something? Drying it out. But yeah, it's removed. So. On Shabbos, we say, so interesting, we say, Mizmor Shir. Very interesting thing. We think the word Mizmor just means, just means singing. But there's a type of level of singing that is first, it does the act of zmira, of, of removing what doesn't belong. Mizmor Shir. So it's a Geval thing. So today, today what we're going to be learning about is, are these words... It's a little bit uh, more, more, uh, I guess, deep. Not, I should never say deeper. It's just, it's more complex a little bit than what we're used to from Reb Shlomo, but it's very, very much on par with, with trying to, uh, you know, everything we've learned until now. That's the, that's the Amos. Everything we learned until now. So we'll just make the most of it, the short time that we have, and try to really get to the point, and hopefully that amazing nigun, Crazy. Minigun was composed like 45 years ago in Yushlaim. No one sings it. it. It needed to just take wings, you know, 45 years later in, in Efrat with, with Brenner's bass line to make it... <laughs> to, uh, this one we just sang right now? Yeah, yeah. Middle of a part sheer. In the summer of 1976 or 77, this Nigun came down. Not me. I was minus three then. <laughs> And yeah, so everything Did the pages go around? Everyone has? Yeah? Do you want a chair? I don't want a chair, I'd like to stand And I also want to say that I'm not I'm writing down notes As I'm listening to you, I'm okay. writing down notes and Nobody thinks that I'm Texting? Texting <laughs> You know, it's good you say that because I was actually. I know. I know. You know. You know my eyes. I was looking at him the whole time. Thinking, well, so this guy's playing. This guy is unbelievable. He's like. He's playing shesh <laughs> bitch. We're learning the deepest depth. He's like. <laughs> he's playing shesh bitch with his cousins in Moscow right now. And we're sitting here like. <laughs> All right, kacha. So remember, remember, Chaver. This is important. Mizmor Shir. Miz, you ever wonder why you say, if you had to translate it in Poshet Hebrew, like the song, Mizmor, Mizmor, Shir, if you translated it into English, you know what it would sound like? 
Song, song. <laughs> song for the day of Shabbos. Song, song. Song for a day of Shabbos. Huh? Sabbath, sorry. Song, song. Mizmor Shiliyam Shabbos. Now, what other what other parakteim do we have that we also have the concept of Mizmor Shir? Mizmor Shir Chanukat Abayi L'David. That's based on Mikdash. This is very, very deep stuff, Chavrei. Please, please give Bamash. This is very chazak. This is a, it's not stam. We call the the Shir Achana Achana LeShabbat to prepare us for Shabbos. Because you all know that you know, by a woman, when she lights the candles, that's her Kabbalat Shabbat. When does a man actually mekabel Shabbat? Mizmor Shir Lioma Shabbos. You know that, right? Like, let's say you're doing early Shabbos, right? So you say you're doing early Shabbos. So your wife, huh? Sorry? Women don't accept when they lay? According to Sfaradi. According to, ah, So, yeah, so the Ashka, thank you. Tovmod, tovmod. So according to Ashkenazim, the man do Kabbalat Shabbat, like it really happens. I can go to shul. The truth is, you know that back in the day, I was just learning it this week, they changed it because of, of the reform movement, but there were kehilot in Europe that were doing full-on Kabbalat Shabbat with instruments. Why not? Why not? What's the problem? What's the halachic problem? There's no... Let, that's 200, 220 years. There's no problem. Now, in fact, it did come up. Some of our beautiful chevres started this about four or five years ago down the block. And I asked, and it was a problem. More of, it wasn't, it was coming from such a holy place. So I called Rabbi Riskin and we, we had a whole discussion about, can you, can you do it? They were bringing in Shabbos early. The thing was, it was like summer Shabbases. So they were bringing in Shabbos a little bit earlier than regular Shabbos. But the chevre that are walking home from shul, from early minion, yeah. are seeing like a whole, <laughs> a whole gesheft, a whole band uh, playing Kabbalat Shabbat. Yeah. But for, for all intents and purposes, what we're saying here, Mizmor Shirli on Shabbos, boom, Shabbos is on. That's why you have to have, you have to be in, in, in the right place. And it's a little bit, Baruch Hashem, we have an issue. Our, we have a great issue. What's our great issue? Is that Mizmor Shirli on Shabbos in Shul is the least, uh, how would you say? Yuri, <laughs> the Gavai. How would you describe that moment of Mizmor Shilom Shabbos? Right. <laughs> but why? Why? Because everyone's just dancing their brains out from the Chadodi. So until we get everyone to come back and be like, okay, like everyone, you know, the whole shul's jumping and dancing. Okay, really, that moment is, should be, some places I've, I once saw, boom, big clap. Mizmor Shilom Shabbos, right? Let's see what this is. This is a beautiful thing. Look what he says here. All the talk. And Lilui Nishmat, the Tzadik, Yehuda Ben Harav. Uh, his father is a Rav, Rav Demon's man. Uh, Rav, I, I don't remember right now. Lilui Nishmato. And our learning should do a big mizmor and prune away and wipe away all the local Amalekites that are standing in our way from being mm-hmm. proud even in Eretz Yisrael. Sarah Chaya Basleya Rachel. She has six children. She's in a hospital bed with a blood clot that's getting out of control. Sarah Chaya Basleya Rachel. Okay. You could add any other names and keep them in mind. Always. Okay. 
Okay. All the Torahs on every parsha in the Beis Yaakov. Who's the Beis Yaakov? Who's the Beis Yaakov? Ah, the Ishbitzer, the son of the Meir Shiloach. The, the, the Ishbitzer is the main one. He's the Meir Shiloach. Reb Mordechai Yosef. His father's name was Yaakov. And he named his son Yaakov. The Beis Yaakov is, is the Ishbitzer. Now he has a very interesting thing. Is that the It's the Redzina's father. His son, Reb Gershon Chanochenich, was the first one, the first Rebbe of Ishbitz Radzin, the Sod Yisharim. All the Torahs on every parsha in the Beis Yaakov begins with Mizmor Shil Yom HaShabbos. It's a, it's a wild thing. If you look in the Beis Yaakov, he starts every single, every single teaching on every Shabbos, saying, taking the Pasuk, Mizmor Shil Yom HaShabbat, Tov Lod L'Hashem, Ulezam HaShem Chalim, because according to him, the whole Torah is really only talking about Shabbos. So when you look at it inside, you see every parsha. He goes through whatever is happening in the parsha and whatever is happening in the world through Mizmor Shir Leyom Shabbat. That means that there's much more to this to these words than just saying song, song, <laughs> sing the song of Sabbath. There's much more going on over here. We have to understand the secret of Mizmor Shir, Mizmor Shir. Yafeng. The Bishyakov says the difference between Shir and Mizmor is like this. There are certain things we do and a great light is shining. These are things that while we're doing what we're doing, we know we did it right. We feel right, right? We see it. it, it you can't explain it, but your game is on. Even it lavut, I would say. Then there are certain things we did, and while we did them, it wasn't clear if what we were doing was right. Anyone been there? <laughs> So on Shabbos we say Mizmor Shir Liyom Shabbos, and he's going to explain the next sentence throughout this whole teaching. On Shabbos, God uplifts all the things which we did in a state of uncertainty. Only then we do we really know what Shabbos is. This we we learned this last week or two weeks ago, right? That Shabbos has this amazing koach of of emunah shlema. <laughs> That's, why do I have a double portion of joy on Shabbos? Because not only am I experiencing godliness right now, because I've let go, and I'm acknowledging Hashem, who Melech HaOlam, He runs the world. But when I... Was that? It's rectifying the previous... It's re, it rectifies. We learned this, I think, was it last two week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah? Mashu yeah. yeah. That somehow my, my avoda on Shabbos also takes all the things that I did during the week. Not necessarily the Averas, that's something else. But here he's talking about all those things that I weren't sure if they were done properly. Give me a few examples of things that maybe weren't done properly. For sure. For sure. What else could be a dogma of something that maybe you did during the week? You weren't certain if, the, if it was done properly. Oh, that was, so that was, that was the example that we did, right? That was the example we did two weeks ago. That was more of a sense of on Shabbos you feel the power of the mitzvahs you did through the tshuva of Shabbos. Like you're supposed to be. He said, when you give tzedakah to a poor person, it should give you enough light for the rest of your life. But what happens to us? We give tzedakah to a poor person. Next. So on Shabbos, what happens to me is that the light of Shabbos brings me back to the mitzvahs I did during the week that didn't really give me, I didn't feel the light that it definitely does offer, and I feel that. Here he's saying, he's adding something, and he's saying, even the stuff I wasn't, and again, not Averas, we're talking about like even good things. Kibud Orim, Chinuch Like all the things, 
all the good things we're involved in. The learning, was my learning, I'm not sure if my learning, was, somehow Shabbos lifts it all up. But we're going to try to understand how. Okay? Next paragraph. So we say, Mizmor, Shir, Liyoma, Shabbos. Mizmor comes first and then Shir. Now we explained already one page in the beginning of Shir. Why does Mizmor come first? Because first, you prune away. First, you remove what doesn't belong so that you could be fully conscious and, and, and in the moment of while you sing. Mizmor, Shir, Liyoma, Shabbos. Mizmor come first and then Shir. So he says like this, Mizmor is the song I sing in darkness. Like a little... You see this word? <laughs> you know what krecht means? Oy! Like a little krechtedike song. Even in it. And sheer means a happy little melody, singing. So mizmor is a song, which my heart is crying while I'm singing. And sheer means I'm singing when I'm feeling free. So mizmor, sheer lioma Shabbos, and Shabbos... Both songs are uplifted. This is so, this is, this is so deep. When you're doing something in the world and you're not sure that it's doing it right, you're still in a state of song. You're just, your song is more, I would say, in musical notations, minor, as opposed to major. I'll give you a quick example for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. I want to give you a krech tzedekenigan, Okay. <laughs> It's the deepest, it could be the deepest nigga in the world, right? That's a correct That's Mizmar Sheer now. Let's go to Sheer. Do you hear? Do you hear that? It's a very, it's a very subtle. You know, it doesn't, it's not about how fast the nigun is. I can do songs in minor that are very fast and songs in major that are very slow. It's not about that. It's this tam. You know what I, you know what I mean. Dude. It's a tam of what's in this nigun. So, krech to dig is I'm singing. Um, Da-da, I hope I'm doing this right. But I live in a state of godless that nothing is for sure. That's the weekday. That's Mizmor, okay? Sheer. Sheer. Nothing in the world bothers me. Klum chaser bebeit hamele. You understand? Mizmor sheer. So on Shabbos, like, uh, there's room for both songs to go together. Everything gets uplifted. The sheer is male the Mizmor. What does it mean that both songs are uplifted? So look at this. When do we find ourselves really praying? When we know we're doing right, we're not praying over it so much. Why do I have to pray over it so much? I'm in. I'm doing something right. I don't have to dive in over it. When do we really pray? When we're not sure if what we're up to is right. You understand that, Heber? That's not rocket science. That's the metzius of this world. When I'm not sure about what I'm up to in life, not, again, not bad versus good, but like, hopefully good versus I'm sure that this is good. Then I start, then I daven to make sure that what I'm, I'm, I'm aiming that what I'm doing should be, should be right. 
Be'etza I give someone. If I'm not certain about it, I'm davening. Before I speak to the person, I'm dav- I was once with Chaim Kramer right before we were there together one time when right before someone came in to speak with him. We went to go speak with him. So he said right before, never for, I'll never forget the, what, this pearl of wisdom. He, he said, you know, people come in to talk to him all the time. He pretends to be sitting there with his hand in his pocket playing solitaire when you walk into the BRI offices. I'm sure any of you that walked into Chaim's office, you see him playing solitaire. I have a theory. He never plays solitaire. He only pulls up the solitaire the second the person's about to come inside. And, and right, I, th- I think so. I think it's true. I think it's, he's trying mamish to hastara, you know? So he said, he said, you know, people come talk to me. I, I do one thing right before someone comes and talks to me. He says, he says the words, Hashem, please send the right words for them to hear. Hashem, please send me the right words that they should hear. Huh? So much depth there. The closest I've ever gotten is Hashem put the words in my mouth so that I can say this. But it's like, me, me, me. I don't think you're so far from that. Don't <laughs> kill you. Don't knock yourself off too much. But, Nachon, he's saying, I, we, want, we want to make sure like, that what, what, what we're doing is really right. So, Hashem, so I pray over it when I'm not so sure if what we're up to is right. So when do we read second line? When do we really pray when we're not so sure if what we're up to is right? Maybe when we even think we're doing wrong. Now, there's such a thing as serving God like a son or serving God like a servant. Im kebanim, im kavadim. So im kavadim, a servant is afraid to do wrong because if he does wrong, he'll be thrown out. But on the other hand, the servant is in a certain way closer because all he knows is that he wants to do what the master wants him to do. He just doesn't know, always know how to do it. This is very deep. You may think an Eved is a lower level of being, of an Eved, of, of being close to Hashem. Why? Because he's an Eved, he's not a Ben, but an Eved has more Yira of doing, bless you, he has more Yira about doing something wrong than a Ben does, because if an Eved does something wrong, I get another Eved. If a son does something wrong, Hashem doesn't, you know, B'ni b'chori Yisrael, em al-asot, banim atem l'Hashem al-ekeichem. You're not out. So an Eved has to be in a state of davening so much more, please let me make sure I do this right, because I don't want to be thrown out from the mamlacha. I don't want to be thrown out from my job. Yeah. We refer to Moshe Avdi. We refer to Moshe as Eved. Eved. We refer to David as Eved. Ki Eved ne'eman karata lo. Yeah? Matzati David Avdi, the Gemara says, right? I'll take it. Right? Eved. Okay, that's an Eved. So the Ishbetu says like this, when the son will become a servant also, that is really the best kind of prince. Oh, that's Gevalt. That's amazing. Wait, say that again. David ben Yishai, Avdecha, David ben Yishai, Avdecha Mashichecha. You hear? He just said over this whole Torah, huh? David ben Yishai Avdecha Meshichecha That's Mashiach Do you understand? This is very deep To be both a son and a, and a servant of God at Simultaneously is the, He says the best kind of prince So he says like this, you see If a prince is only a son He might be a sweet little prince But he'll never end up being a good king That's the Chapa Moshe Rabbeinu, right? That what? Why was, why was Moshe Rabbeinu? It was, 
one of one of maybe the reasons why Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen to be Goel Ha'am. Yeah. Is because he grew up as a prince. The, right. But then at the same time, he knew that he was part of the people of the Rabbadim. So he hopped in. Wow, that's so deep. Nachon. Nachon. Chazak, guys. Wow, Chazak. Who's considered to be a real good king in training? He who is both a little prince and also a strong servant, exactly what you just said, Yeshua. By the old Lubavitcher Rebbe's father, whenever, no, whenever he says the old Lubavitcher Rebbe, he's, old, he's not referring to the Alter Rebbe, which means old, right? He's referring to the Friedeker Rebbe, because that was his Rebbe. I had the privilege of going to his room, to Shlomo's room, after he was nifted, like a few days after he was nifted today. It was an apartment on top of the Karbach Shul. That's where the family lived. And then he was nifted, and the, the shul needed to take a... made its space into offices where he lived. So I had this wild schuss of going through his everything, and this farm, and putting things together. Wild stuff. It's only two pictures in there. His father and the Friedeker Rebbe. So. <clears throat> and Joan Collins. No, I just... I just, I just, I just went... We need to... We had, we had a tough week. <laughs> we had a tough week, no? We, no, we had a tough week. That was, that was the highest Joan... <laughs> the highest Joan Collins in the world. Okay. So by the old Lubavitcher Rebbe's father, he says, I was not only a son to my father, I was my father's chassid. So who, who's saying this? The old Lubavitcher Rebbe's father. So the Friedrich Rebbe's father is, is this good for us to have these names always? Who's the father of the old Lubavitcher Rebbe? It's the Rebbe Rashab. And who's his father? The Maharash. Reb Shmuel. Alter Rebbe, Mittler Rebbe, Tzemach Tzedek, Maharash, Rashab, Friedeker Rebbe and Lubavitcher Rebbe. Once, just keep on learning the names, you'll see. It gets a, he's saying the Rashab, Rabbi Shalom Dov Ber, is saying about his father, the Maharaj. So he's saying, I wasn't just a chassid. I wasn't just a son to my father. I was mamish, my father's chassid. We saw it in the history of, of the chassidim. All the chassidish Rebbe's were had children. If the children were just their children, they never make it as, uh, to be Rebbe's. They never become great masters. Those who, had, those who had children who were, who were good children and also real followers, real servants of their fathers, they became the big rebbe's. And I can't help but cry right now over the Esh Kodesh and his son. If you've, the Esh Kodesh's son, uh, what was his name? Elimelech ben Zion, right? You remember his name? He's Elimelech ben Zion. Esh Kodesh buried his own son. You know that. In the war, he, he died, was killed before him. In fact, when Shoshana, you, you were there. You were, you were by his kever, Sussman. So she, she, she sent me a picture of his kever, right, because he was buried, um, he was bur- the, the, free, the, the Ish Kodesh actually buried him, so she sent me a picture of standing by the kever, everybody might have been seeing, and I said to her, you realize you're standing, Mamish, where the Ish Kodesh stood. I was really, I'll just add a little bit to that story. Yeah, please. I don't want to use the word accidental or coincidental, but somehow we ended up over there because there was a, uh, a fellow participant in the tour, and uh, her great grandfather was buried in the Warsaw in the Warsaw Cemetery, and we went there to learn about him, and there was actually a connection between him and uh, and and the Mishpacha of Eish Kodesh, and maybe that's why they were so close. But then Shoshana saw literally like two or three tombstones. Oh, wow. that this was the son, the son. of uh, the 
that I have a year, I don't want to do this wrong because I may be thrown out. But deep, deep down inside, I also have this place of Avani ben Melech. So it's, it's amazing. It's Moshe Rabbeinu, that's David HaMelech. That's what we're all trying to do. And, and, and obviously, on Rosh Hashanah, Hayom Harat Olam, Hayom Yamid B'Mishpat Kol Yitzrei Olamim. Im Kebanim, Im Ka'avadim. Im Kebanim, Shir, Rachmeinu Kerachim Avabanim. Im ka'avadim mizmor, einenu b'chat luyot. Ad shetechoneinu v'totzi tzara k'ha mishpatenu, ayom v'kadosh, it's both together. Yosef 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 And Yosef would be, Yosef would be both, absolutely, the tzadik, nachon? Yosef 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 so he says on Shabbos, so bottom, second to bottom paragraph, so he says, Deshbetsu says on Shabbos, the things we do and we know we do right, we're doing on the level of a son. And the things we want to do right and don't know how to do it, we do everything wrong, but we pray over it. Then we're on the level of a little servant. But on Shabbos, Mizmor Shir, Leyoma Shabbos, means on Shabbos everything is uplifted. And so to speak, God signs His name under everything we did. The moment God signs His name to everything we did, everything becomes so clear to us and it's shining in a double, in a double way. Zotomeret. What does it mean that God is signing His name? Always like, I know, I know that you did what you did. It wasn't so good only because I've been, in, I chose to like run this world in a state of concealment. Not now, not on Shabbos. On Shabbos, I'm out of concealment, but I'm signing my name. I'm going back to the weekdays of the world of. I'm not sure if I was doing things right or wrong. Shabbos kind of like goes back and says it's going up. We're lifting, we're lifting up the whole week. That's one of the other perushim, by the way, of when you turn around for Boy B'Shalom. We learned it in, we learned it as if we were moving into Shabbos, so I turn around, I'm seeing what I'm taking with me, I'm taking everything and I'm moving in. There's also another perush, he says somewhere else, that when I turn around for Boy B'Shalom, I'm looking back at Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I'm shooting an arrow into every ounce of Suffolk that I had in any one of those days, and I'm basically saying, come. I could, I could handle you. Boy b'shalom. Come in peace, all the fakers of the week. Because now I have, I have Kabbalah Shabbat. And right after I do that, what are the first words I say after Boy Kala, Boy b'shalom? What do I say right afterwards? Mizmor Shirli Yom HaShabbos comes right afterwards. Because that's actually what's happening. 
I am uplifting the Sveikas of the week. Because I'm in the state of Shabbos, Klum Chaser Beit nothing's lacking. Nothing's lacking. You see what it is on Shabbos, when I realize that there is nothing but God, then all my actions, God is, sign, God is signing His name on all my actions also, because I was nothing outside of God. And if I was nothing outside of God, then whatever I did was okay. But you've got to be on a Shabbos level to understand that. Okay, what, what, I mean, this is a very, very deep paragraph. I'll try to give it over, but kids are... What does it mean to be on a Shabbos level when it comes to understanding things? What do, we, what do we understand? Let's be real. What do we understand sometimes about who we are and the rat race of the week through the eyes of Shabbos? Like, what do we understand about ourselves sometimes when we're standing there, it's Shabbos morning, and we're singing, Or... Our example by us, of course, has been What do we understand about ourselves? We understand about ourselves that this is the real us. During the week, I'm not so sure that that's the real me. I'm not so sure. I'm sfekas. I'm, no, I'm not sure. Avadim. On Shabbos, all those speckles are removed. I said, this is actually the real me. And I, and I could swear to myself, this week is going to be different. The moment Shabbos comes out, especially in our generation, that Rev Weinberger once said, this is when before iPhones were big, it was still the, the island of blackberries. It was, remember, blackberries had melucha for a while, remember? How long did blackberries have melucha? It was like two years, Something much because, yeah. Four years. Even more, four years of melucha of blackberry? Rev Weinberger said to the chef, I couldn't believe it, he said, I want to see how much you avadim are going to run back to your slave master the second after Havdalah. That was the world of blackberries. So what do I say now? I feel like Havdalah was prepared for us. What are the first words I say in Havdalah? I'm going to have faith, and I'm not going to be scared to forget that in Shabbos, I realized who the real me is. Zimrat Pesach, what did you have for breakfast? You probably didn't have. <laughs> you probably haven't had breakfast since uh, 07 or much. Mamash, Zimrat Ka. My strength is the Zimrat Ka. This is the song that I'm receiving from Ka. This is, he says, you have to understand this on a Shabbos level. Like understanding who I really am on a Shabbos level, I can then go back to the week and be like, that's real me. It was Hashem's choice to, to not create the world fully in Shabbos or whatever that means. I'm gonna do I'm gonna give this again my best shot with the eyes of Shabbos, knowing again, being reminded again who, who I really am. That this is really me. This is the act that I this is the act I go through through Zemer, through Zmira, through pruning, and then the other type of song. Okay, so let's turn the page. One more paragraph. So why is it that when it comes to Shabbos, everything is double, right? We have this concept of Lechem Mishnah. We spoke about this in the past. So if there's only joy, then there's only joy. If only sadness, only sadness. But the doubleness of Shabbos is that all those things I did with sadness, they are also full of joy now. All the things I did in darkness are also full of light. This is the doubleness of Shabbos. He's saying... What does it mean that it's a double portion? 
it means that I go back and I realize it's not just the light right now, the things that I know for sure that I did good are good. All the things I also weren't so sure about get uplifted, so I have a double chalik of goodness right now. The stuff that I know are good, a ben, and an evers level of, of goodness. Because if I know that the real me is really a Shabbos Dekayid, then I look back at the, at the constraints of, the, of this past week and I say, you know, Hashem, if you would have shined deeper, it would have been better. But there's Gullus in the week. So I have a double portion. Both the real me that shows up on Shabbos is shining, and I go back to the, the, chav, the, the guy that was struggling. You don't have to go back so far. It's the Friday afternoon insanity that's in the house. That's like right there in your face. Almost like a kol kol Yaakov, right? Mm-hmm. Shabbat is the kol Yaakov. And, and the weekdays, this is the doubleness of Shabbos. The beautiful thing is that when we come out of exile, the ex- we'll see the exile was also deep. We're not coming out of exile and leaving the exile behind. The re- this is, now this is classic Ishbitz. The real exe- redemption is that the exile was redemption too. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means that a lot of times we think that, uh, that there's light and there's darkness and we have to get out of the darkness in order to be in the light. But the, the, the way to the darkness, the way to the light is actually you have to go through the darkness. And that the darkness itself it's was light. really light. Where was the best example for this ever in the Torah? Vayigash. Vayigash. Avi favorite Torah in the world. Vayigash is... <laughs> Vayigash is the best example for this Torah. Let's That's say like this. Because, not because of his resisting Eshet Potiphar, but because he turned around and he said, all of this was from a Kaddish Baruch Right. That was why they called it Tzadik. He was able to say it's all from Hashem. That's why with so oh, but Moshe Rabbeinu, Allah, when he goes up. To the, to the mountain, right? Nachon, nachon. Um, Moshe I think it says, yeah. But that's the, that's the most beautiful shleimut that we can get to, is that if I can go back to the times that that person whacked me, or that person hurt me, or, or worse, I hurt that person, I insulted someone, and then we come to a place of love and real trust, and it's so much deeper than if we never had to go through any tiff, then what do I realize about the exile relationship I had? That that was also, that was the means to feel what I'm feeling now. If you can uplift that, that's what Shabbos does to the weekday. <coughs> he seems like he's, he's not, he like he's saying that at the end, but in the beginning, he seems to be addressing the space that falls in between the cracks, right? It's yeah. both. It's the, it's the, it, I hear what you're saying. It's, the, it's falling between the cracks and the stuff that's not falling between the cracks is Gamur. Well, I, I'll just end with this. There was a Shabbaton I did in Muncie one time. Guys, you know the Muncie bus? You know the Muncie bus. Yeah. Anyone ever do it? No. What is that? Muncie trails? Huh? That too, but no, there's Muncie trails. It's basically, it's chever that are, you know, you do, somehow you're able to like, Everything on these buses <laughs> that, go, that are going, that are trapped, bringing guys in and out of the city. Okay? Those, are the, those of you that are not, that are, I'm not a New Yorker too, I just spent a lot of time traveling, so I, I learned it over the years. 
you know, the distance, how far is it from Muncie to Manhattan, let's say downtown, you know. Uh, minutes to an hour. Huh? It, it depends on, yeah, but there's time. There are chevre, I've seen this also all the time, they're coming off the, mun, the, the Muncie, it's not Muncie, the Muncie train, right? They're getting off that bus, <coughs> they're getting back to their houses, let's say on winter Shabbos, is wearing suits, right? They're getting back, Shabbos is 420, they're getting back, Mamish 419. So for them, the chaver that I know, they need to rip off their suits and wear like Hawaiian tropical shirts to feel Shabbos because the suits are gullus to them. It's like our friend Louis, Louis Wenger. Louis <laughs> was a gavald thing on Purim one year. He, he was, this, Louis was like corporate America for God knows how many years working in a big firm. You, some of you know Louis. Remember we did the Fabrengen in Tkoz, Louis's house, Aryeh Leib. So Louis, so one year on Purim, He's like, I got, Purim is v'na'afochu, right? So he got, he came to shul dressed up in a, in a suit and tie. Wow. It was so deep. People were looking at him like, you don't have to, but anyone that knew him understood what his chap was. Okay, why am I saying this? Because these guys <clears throat> that are busy, they, they're busy in, in whatever they're busy, J.P. Morgan, all these things, okay? They looked at me and they said, uh, you don't have, you probably don't feel Shabbos nearly as much as we do. As I was going to the Ahmed, I was about to go to the Ahmed. So the Mamish of said, yeah, I can't even imagine, like, what is Shabbos to you? I said, do you know what Shabbos is to us? Huh? It was so, it was so right, what they said. It was so right, because if you're like Shabbosing during the week, whatever that means, like, then you have to work much, much harder for Shabbos to be Shabbos. Much harder. These guys, they're not Shabbosing. There's no, like, there's no games. It's, it is what it is. It's just a doggy dog world. Isn't the goal to be Shabbosing during the week? I could, I could start preaching that to them if you want me, but that, no, that's not what I'm asking. Shabbos. What? Then you got to be Shabbos on Shabbos. I, I, I get it. That's a lot tougher. Much tougher. Shabbosing during the week. Much tougher. I'll give you an example. I'll give you guys an example. I'll give you guys a good example. I think we said it here. Someone said, no, it was in the women's shear. This is very chazak. Someone said that, Reb Nassim said, like Reb Nachman once screamed at him about, like, Hashem is with you. Why would you ever be scared about anything? And actually, Reb Nassim's last, Shalash, last uh, Havdalah in the world Motzei Shabbos was just was Parshas Miketz two weeks ago. He this is your thing. So Rav Nassim says over there that he he repeated the words Eftach Velo Efchad Velo Efchad Velo Efchad. He said a few times. So Rav Nassim was referring to there to that when a person decides to take on kedusha and invite holiness into their life, one of the things that happens is there's a pachad. And what's the pachad? How am I going to cause other people to feel? That's the pachad. How am I going to make the people in my life that feel close to me uncomfortable and insecure? So one of the women said there, he's like, can you imagine what it's like to be a balas tshuva and then suddenly blade, you know, come in with a whole new world? And my parents are looking at me like, is this who I created, right? So I had the holy chutzpah to say, I, I beg to differ. You know what's really, really worse and harder than that? Someone that grew up in a house that was under the impression that it was from. 
and then invite Kedusha into their life, because that's much more threatening onto parents that were under the impression that they raised you with Yiddishkeit. Much more. So again, who's... Sh- so I want to just go back to this. Right? You, you follow that, right? You hear that? It's much more, It's infinitely more threatening. Mama, I, the truth is, I was backstage once with Danny Zamir. He, he really... He, he taught me that Torah because someone was saying to him, wow, Danny, you came from such a Chiloni world and, and then look at you. You took this on. He looked at me. He's like, Tiru et Katz. Look at him. You think it's easier for him? It's much worse. He's in the from world and he's discovering that he's it was never from something like that. Some wacky Danny's a new statement, right? Shabbos becomes so much more Shabbos because of Galut. These guys in Muncie's they experienced the highest Shabbos much more than I could ever. But I wouldn't. I can't let Chachila choose to like not have any type of Shabbos during the week in order to feel Shabbos that much deeper. It's like I can't choose to be a Baal Avera so I could enjoy the light of Tshuva so much deeper. Don't worry. Life is confusing enough. There are enough things that stand in our way during the week. And Baya. We have our own Mishigasim. On everyone's level, everyone's level, there's Mizmor and there's Shir. doesn't matter where you are, what you've been up to. Everyone has this. I think it's a good thing to keep in mind that when you're saying those moments tonight, that is when we mekabel Shabbos. Mizmor shir. When, we, when you say it tonight, wherever you'll be davening, to have that mamash in your consciousness, Mizmor shir liyom Shabbos. In Shabbos, there's room for the krech cry, the one that's a little bit in minor, and the one that's in major, because on Shabbos, Hashem signs off on everything, and He says, I know that you did your best in a world where it's still concealed. But on Shabbos right now, it's Me'in Olam Nothing is concealed. And everything is bright and clear, and nothing's lacking in the house of the king. So we should be zochen. To mamish do a Kabbalat Shabbat, accept that. Accept your, accept your galus that happened during this week. You might as well, because Hashem does. Hashem does. Okay, good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos.